0: Welcome to today's episode of Turn Loose Podcast. I'm your host, Peyton Tomlin, a.k.a. PT. And if you haven't done yet, please hit that subscribe or follow button so that you never miss another episode again. What's going on, everybody, and how you doing today? Uh, today's topic is going to be the Breonna Taylor situation and the no-knock warrant because uh, I want to give my opinion on this no-knock warrant and uh we'll dive into that towards the end but first let's, let's uh, talk about the Brianna Taylor situation, unfortunate situation and um, just for you all who don't, who's not familiar with this, this is what happened. Um Breonna Taylor and her boyfriend Kenneth Walker was at home. The police uh, have been doing surveillance on a gentleman, a drug dealer. Uh, I don't have his name right here, which is probably for the best, but you could Google and get his name, I'm certain of it. But uh, they were doing surveillance on him for about three months, two months to three months. Um, so on this night, they decided to execute this warrant. So about an hour or two before, they found the guy who. Uh, Name was actually on the warrant. The guy they were actually after, they they got him in custody. He was about 10 miles away from this house, from Brianna's house. Unfortunately, uh, on the warrant also was her house because the cops indicated that they believed that that drug dealer was storing his cash at her house. So they had a warrant for her house for cash. And then they had the warrant for the drug dealer that they executed a few hours before and had him in custody. So now three plainclothes cops with a no-knock warrant went to the house of Breonna Taylor at 12 a.m., 12.40, almost 1 a.m. in the morning. Uh, They were making some noises outside, so I don't know if they were casing the house to see who was in there or what, but either way it woke Brianna and her boyfriend up. They believed that they heard uh, burglars outside of their house. So the boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, he has a weapon, a legally owned weapon that he has in the house. This is when things starts to get confusing. The cops claimed that they were knocking on the door and, uh, and they were saying that they were the police. Kenneth Walker says they didn't identify themselves. So I'm, I'm hearing different stories. I heard that uh, they knocked on the door. They didn't identify themselves. And as Brianna walked towards the door asking who was it, they just busted the door down. As they busted in the house with the ram, the boyfriend starts to fire, right? He's, he's shooting his weapon because he doesn't know who they are. And remember, they're in plain clothes. Uh, meanwhile, so then they fired back. Uh, three cops firing back. They shot back about 20 bullets. Uh, eight of those bullets hit Brianna Taylor, and she passed away. Uh, the boyfriend was not hit. He did shoot one of the cops in the leg, and then the boyfriend was arrested on site for attempted murder of a police officer. That's the original story, that's what we heard. Uh, The problem with it is that, I guess what we really heard at first was that they were executing a warrant at the wrong house for for a person who was already in custody. That's not necessarily completely the truth. Uh, The person was in custody, they did, and then they executed this warrant because her her name was on it, because they believed that the drug dealer was stashing cash at the house. And of course, they wanna take all the drug money. And we'll talk about what they do with that later, right? They all confiscate it, that's what they do. Uh, so this is where it starts to get, the problems start to unravel for, uh, this happened in Louisville, Kentucky, and it was the Louisville Police Department that executed this warrant. After the research came, or after the lawyers started to do the research, the warrant that they received for the house was a lie. Uh, The police said that, you know, out of their two months of doing surveillance, that they spoke with the postal office people or postal carriers, and they told them that there was uh packages being delivered to that house that seemed suspicious or that they believed was uh drugs or drug money. Uh they also claimed that they have seen that drug dealer parked outside of Brianna's house on multiple occasions and coming out with packages that looked like it could be drug money. And these are the things that they put onto the warrant to get a judge to sign up to sign the warrant, right? Uh, they have to provide an affidavit for the judge to sign, and that took place and that's why they went to go execute the warrant. Well, now we find out that the postal carrier said he never said that right never said it. Brianna never had a um, a history or known to do anything with drugs. she had no record uh she's an e m t worker for Christ's sake, she saved lives. In an emergency room, right? Uh her boyfriend. No history of drugs, no drug record, no criminal record at all. So this was made up, I believe, off of an assumption, because maybe they knew the guy who was the drug dealer. Maybe the drug dealer was at his house. What well, they go visit their house. Maybe they grew up with this guy. Maybe they knew him. Maybe he passed by every so often. Who knows what the relationship was with this guy? Maybe they don't know the guy at all, right? Maybe that was all made up as well. Um, so, of course, they suspended the police officer, right? Uh, and they locked up the young man who was defending himself. As this started to get steam, because this came right off of the heels of Ahmad and how he was hunted, and murdered and how that whole Brunswick, Georgia, police department, ADA and judges, how they all mishandled that situation. So here we go again. The cops go into uh, defense mode, right, to protect their cops, to protect each other. Uh, they couldn't because when they went into the house and after they did the, you know, after the shooting, they still searched the house, found no drugs, no money. Nothing. So instead of apologizing, instead of getting on TV, because remember, a young lady is dead at this point. Instead of saying we could have possibly made a mistake and we apologize to the family and it's nothing, right? The Louisville, Kentucky police officers, the they do absolutely nothing at all to try to de-escalate the situation. So that's fine. Uh so the FBI comes in. The three days after the FBI shows up, the police chief of that uh station resigns. Come to find out that they had a history uh under that police chief's watch uh of just bad policing. And this was the last straw, I guess, to break the camel's back. So they let him go uh, on on the heels uh, of all of this. Then the cop, one of the cops, his name is uh, Brett Hankinson. Uh, he's known, he has a, a charge against him for being a dirty cop. There's a guy named Kendrick Wilson who filed a charge against him saying that he was a dirty cop, that uh, he planted drugs on him and that he locked him up on three different occasions uh, by framing him and by doing things to him that dirty cops do, right? And, uh, and now is this. After about a week of the FBI being there, they just released the boyfriend, dropped all charges against him because something didn't seem right right so what it seems like is that they lied about the the warrant they lied they gave false information in order to obtain a warrant to go into this house uh for the no knock uh warrant execution and and we're going to get into this no knock thing in a second here um and unfortunately a young lady who's part of their team by the way right like EMTs and the hospital people—they work with the cops hand in hand. They're they're close to one another. Uh, if, I don't know if y'all watch television, but on Thursdays I believe I, I get to watch, uh, you know, Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, and Chicago Med, right? So and they all work together. And and when and we're lucky, there's an episode where all three of them are in there. Uh, but I digress, right? I go back to just saying she's part of their team. So you would think if you were a police officer who shot a person, right, on accident, right? Let's say it was on accident or miscommunication or uh, they got, they were shot at because of they didn't identify themselves correctly. And, and then they shot back and then they killed her. And, and after all the smoke is cleared, they realize, oh, man, this this was a big mistake. Why not just apologize? Why not beg for the forgiveness of her family? Why lock the boyfriend up? I mean, for Christ's sakes, you, you broke into this, these people's houses. He defended himself. You locked him up. Meanwhile, a few states over, the guy was hunted, traced for, you know, chased for four to five minutes and gunned down, and they didn't even lock him up. Right. So just look at this, you know, just I don't know what's going on with the police departments, period, because we hear stories like this all the time. And I personally think that it's just bad training that they're they're giving these guys. I think we uh, and I don't want to get on a tangent, but I believe once 9-11 happened and we got into this collaboration of everybody working together where we gave up a lot of our liberties and freedoms we empowered a lot of people, a lot of agencies to kind of do what they want and no one's checking them, right? Dirty cops, man, who are you going to file that to? Cops? Like, who, who do you call on the cops when the cops are dirty? More cops? And we know that they protect each other. So this this whole thing, and that's what took place. They went into defense mode instead of apologizing, they just uh, shut down. No comment. No comment. And now the FBI's in there. And we're finding out all these wrong things that's going on with the Louisville Police Department, to the point that the chief of police got fired. So uh, this is definitely tragic. But now let's talk about the no-knock warrant. Uh, I personally have issues with these no-knock warrants. Because I don't understand the purpose of them, I really don't. I get it. Some cops will say uh, the element of surprise, we need it. But when you look at the history over the past 10 years of no-knock warrants, uh, a lot of innocent people have been shot, both cops and civilian, Because breaking into people's houses... Without identifying yourself, at 1 o'clock in the morning, when people own weapons, what you think is going to happen? Let me tell you this. People with guns are paranoid. And I know there's going to be some gun owners out there who disagree with me. I have a weapon, and I'm paranoid, right? I'm paranoid to the point that I believe at some point someone's going to break into my house. And I'm fine with them breaking in my house as long as we're not home. If I'm home, then I believe that you're breaking into my house to kill me and my family. Therefore, I have to kill you first. That is the mentality of most people who have weapons in their house. Now, match that with police officers who are breaking in thinking because we're going to surprise them, If they have weapons, they're going to probably fire on us, and they're already amped to fire. And anyone who has a weapon, rather uh, personally or you've been trained by it or whatever the case, they're, they're, I have never taken a training class where they taught me to shoot to wound. We shoot to kill. Military, 21 years, every time I shot, no one says shoot them in the leg or shoot them in the shoulder we shoot them in the chest in their heart or a headshot we're taking them out cops are trained very similar so that's why when people say well why don't they just shoot them in the leg we don't if if i feel the urge or the need to pull my trigger the bullet is meant to kill It's by the grace of God that it doesn't, and that's the same way that they think. So, if you have a no-knock warrant, and you're busting in people's houses, and you're ready to kill, and they're ready to kill, and we don't even know if these like we know cops lie to get warrants. It's been proven; they have records of it, right? Or maybe, or they bend the truth, whatever you want to call it, is done to get exactly what they wanted, which is in that house. And if you look at uh, the no-knock warrant, a lot of states went away from it because it, it, you don't need to do it. There's other ways to execute a warrant. If you're looking at this situation right here, and I'm just going to you know put it out there, she's an emt She works at the hospital. You've been surveilling this house since January. Y'all broken her house in March. You trying to tell me that there was no possible way... That you could have went and just picked her up at the hospital, picked her boyfriend up at wherever he works, brought them down, had your warrant, and then said, we're going into your house. No problem. She They might have been upset, but there's no problem because there's no one there. Or, I don't know, what about knocking on the door at 12 in the afternoon? Right? Why does it have to be 1 o'clock in the morning? Why that 12 the afternoon? Everybody's up. Knock on the door. Hello, Louisville police officers. We have a warrant. And then go in. Then, you know, if you want to bust in or whatever, that's fine. If They don't want to let you in or they're running or they're hiding. That's fine. But at least you're not surprising them. Not from that point of view of them waking up, not knowing what's going on. Let me tell you a quick story, right? I was asleep, uh, knocked out, gone, right? I probably was drooling and everything else. But uh, something woke me up. And I woke up and I looked up and my eyes were so blurry that my house looked like it was in smoke. Like it was engulfed in smoke almost. So I panicked. I lost it. I woke my wife up. Hey, wake up. There's a fire. Ran to my kid's room. Hey, there's a fire. Come on. We got to get out the house. Get out the house, right? We're running through. Everyone's out of their mind. We don't know what's going on. We know, all I know is, hey, we got to get them out the door. Get them out the door. Um, there was no fire, right? There was no fire at all. It was just uh, my eyes were just so dusty. I didn't even smell smoke, but I was coming out of a sleep that I didn't look at any. I didn't use any of my other senses. I just tried to use my eyes to guide me, and that's what led me to running out of my house, thinking my house was on fire, and I just had to get my family out the house. Now, imagine that same scenario. I wake up, eyes blurry, and people are busting through my door screaming, right? Right? I don't know what they're saying. They might be saying Nevada PD. They might be saying sheriff office. I don't know what they're saying because I'm coming out of sleep. First thing I'm doing is grabbing my weapon, getting the shotgun, giving it to my wife, say anyone come in there, you shoot them, I'm down there and I'm letting those bullets go. Because you shouldn't. You could have came out of my house 10 hours earlier and knocked on the door. And And so many states are getting rid of this no-knock warrant thing. But I think we have to aid it and we have to help that because this sister could have been alive if they would have just came to the house 10 hours earlier. And we're not stuck. Right. And, and I'm going to give this plug real quick and I'm not going to hound on this too much, uh, but we have to vote. And I don't mean vote presidential election vote. I mean, in your state, in your city. At those local levels, that's how we get things changed. There's because this is just one law, this is just one thing that cops are allowed to do that had a huge, uh, terrible ending. But they have more in their books. There's so many more laws and things that they're allowed to do that are probably outdated. And if you're looking at us as people of color, there's probably things on those books from 1935, 1945, 55, 65, right that definitely are not in our favor so how do we get these changed? we have to unite we have to vote but it's at the local level you have to vote for your mayors you have to vote for your governors you have to vote for your sheriffs if you're a city who has a sheriff right uh here in nevada we have uh judges that we have to vote on right so you you, we get, we have to get involved in these things, and then with our power of, of unity, we can say, listen, y'all don't get our vote unless you address these things, like the no-knock warrant, uh, and then we'll, and, or you won't get an office, not with our votes. And then we have the precedence of other states that have already removed it or extremely uh, modified it. Right. You gotta go through way more hoops to get the no knock warrant. You can still get warrants and, and yeah, we, we still gotta get warrants. People don't pay traffic tickets or or they don't pay for child support. And yeah, the cops need to come get you when you're doing the things that you, you shouldn't be doing. Uh and I don't wanna necessarily kill the cops on this because the no knock warrants been around they became very uh prevalent in the nineteen eighties under Reagan when they when the uh, the war on drugs, right? It was so that they could bust in these drug people's houses and the gang members and all of that without having to knock on the door. And those usually end up in bloody confrontations. So now even Louisville has uh, made changes to their no-knock warrant. So now it has to go through the chief of police or somebody else, right, in order to get, uh, before it even goes to a judge in, th- in that way, it's supposed to uh, minimize the the chance of this happening again. I'm not a big believer that it should go through the chief of police. I think it should probably go through a totally different third party altogether that has no loyalty to the police department because uh, I watch a lot of law and order, law, law and order. I watch a lot of law and order. Man, I couldn't get that one out. Um, and I see how they all work together. Right. Because they have a them versus us. Mentality. So the, the lawyers and the judges and they, they work together with the police and they stretch rules and stretch laws a little bit in order to get they want in order to get the credit, the criminal. The ends justify the means, according to a lot of police officers. And that only leads to dead bodies or wrong, wrongful uh, imprisonment of people. So. Uh, the takeaway here today is remember Brianna Taylor, remember this situation, Google it, look into it a little bit more, uh, follow it. You know, if you can aid her family and whatever support they need, definitely please do that. Uh, we're trying to figure out the best course of action here for turn Blues loose to kind of do the same thing. Uh, you know, and anything is anything. No one says you can't, you know, if you got five dollars, give it you got ten dollars to give it whatever they need or they or they the support you can give them please do that uh also understand see what your state has or your city has about no knock warrants be understand what's going on around you because uh the people you surround yourself with you don't know who's watching them or what they do and now when someone come busting up in your house you don't want to be caught up in the same thing uh Not that you can stop it if you you know, but it's good to know just overall. Like, it's just good to know laws anyway, right? And then three, vote. Vote locally. Uh, Get the people in there that's going to listen to you and and help the community the best way that we need it to be in order to protect ourselves from these cops. Because the mayor, uh, the chief of police— The mayor selects the chief of police, but we select the mayor. And if we sit there in unity, and and that's the key word, right, unity. If we sit there uh, together and we say, listen, us as a community, our voting power, like lobbyists, we will not give it to you if you don't listen to what we have and we will back the other person. They will start to change their tune. The problem is we don't vote and we always worry about the presidential voting, but we never really focus on the local one. That's why we get bad schools, uh, you know, bad uh, education board in, in your city. Right. You never get what you want, but we don't go to PTA meetings and we don't go to the school board meetings. We, we didn't elect them or anything. We just criticize them when they do a piss poor job. Well, guess what? The guy who was going up against them would have probably did right if he had just enough votes. You know, uh, I'm looking at this, uh, I was looking at this website the other day, and they were showing all how many blacks didn't vote in these major cities that uh, Trump won in. And you just think, man, just think if all these people came to vote, this man might not have been in the White House. We would have had Hillary. Don't know if that would have been better or worse, but we definitely wouldn't have had him. We know what we have with him, right? So... The power of voting is still there no matter what you think about it, whether you think is, is, um, it works or it doesn't work. Uh, if you're black, you should vote regardless. I don't care if you got to go up there and write your own name in the ballot box. You got to vote. Too many people died, sacrificed a lot so our voices could be heard. Uh, we don't do them any justice or we don't honor them uh, if we don't go and vote. So that's all I have for you today. Uh, Definitely, definitely, definitely. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, Any questions, any concerns, as always, y'all know how to reach me. It's also in the description of this podcast. Uh, And like always, follow your heart. Uh, I messed that up. As always, know what's in your heart and follow your own path. PT out.